Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, I'm happy to say today we have somebody brand new. It's not, we're not just randomly inviting our friends who are experts, but somebody <laughs> who really caught our interest. Yes, and we'll call you a new friend, Kat. We're excited to have you with us. So we have with us today Kat Linder, who is a community enrichment coordinator and teaching artist for the Orlando Ballet. Welcome, Kat. We're so excited you're here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) So, Kat, we're going to kind of kick it off with the first question, and that would be, tell us a little bit about your program, Come Dance With Me. And our theme this summer, just so you know, is about people having fun. I don't think we could have more fun than having you start with that question. Yeah, so Come Dance With Us is our um, program that we offer um, to various ages, and it's for those with varying abilities, um, both visible and invisible abilities that we've worked in the past with um, Nemours and Orlando Health to uh, build this program that's curriculum that is very friendly and can be modified to each individual's abilities. Um, And we started this several years ago at Orlando Ballet itself. Um, And recently we've been able to expand and bring the programs more into schools. So rather than having people try to get to us, we're going to them. And that's inclusive of going over to a lot of our OCPS schools and working with their ESC teachers. Um, We have partnerships with or uh, Northland Church where we'd go and our oldest guest in that one was actually 72 years old. So we have been able to work with three to 73. Um, And it's just such a welcoming and wonderful program that um, everyone gets to show off their, their talents and and just dance. And Kat, I I know you are a part of, you know, the, the, the bigger Orlando ballet. Can you give us an idea of how, how you guys started to delve into this idea of a more inclusive experience. Yeah, we, um, I've recently joined the team about a year ago. So I, but my director of community enrichment, Charmaine Hunter has been the real leader and driver of being more inclusive and creating these programs that expand more into the, um, the community because it's, it's important that you're able to reach them and not expecting people to come to you. Um, And that's something that she's really communicated with us as a team and something that we've moved forward and being able to try to eliminate any possible barrier or obstacle that would prevent people from dancing and enjoying that. Because um, recently we, we have established our diversity, equity, inclusion statement that dance is for everyone. And that is something that we are making an effort to, to drive and saying, okay, well, where are we not? And who, like, what are, what are the issues that, and how can we open it up that everyone can feel included? And so creating a program that at any level you could come in and you can bend your knees, or if you need to sit down and bend your knees or do stuff like that, reaching over, it's more that you're enjoying your time moving rather than having an expectation that you have to meet. That's that's a great way to describe it. Um, one of the things that I'm asked, Lisa and I have talked with uh, Courtney Bent, we've talked with friends who do a Shakespeare festival. And one of the things I'm always asked is what kind of training do people need you know, do you explicitly train people or is this more about uh, everyone understanding the principle of inclusion and supporting people naturally? 
And I think that's a that's a choice of the dancer who comes. Um, we've had people who've started in our Come Dance With Us program who have now progressed to our main Orlando Ballet School after like a year they were in Come Dance With Us. And then they have worked up their, their strength and where they need to be to be fully put into um, the Orlando Ballet School program, which is amazing. On the other side of it, some people just want to dance for fun. And we don't want to forget that, that that's the main reason why people dance is for the fulfillment of self-joy. Um, and so people can take just that route of it just being a dance class for self-expression, but that they're also getting core, um, the basics of and core technique of ballet too, and not just ballet, but just dance in general to move forward with however they want to take it. Yeah, that's great that at least it gives them the, the wide range of opportunity. Uh, for your for your ballet instructors, do they need or receive any special training when they know they're going to have persons with disabilities in their classes? We do. So our Come Dance With Us classes, that is our, our prefaced, um, or that is how um, they're signed up for that class. They do go through training. Some of our um, teaching artists have different special education certifications that they have, um, depending on the class itself is situational to what kind of training that applies to that. Um, but we do have our amazing instructor. Her name is Marlena Abaza, who is uh, certified to, to help and to um, work with, with that. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I love that you said, you know, we need to reach them. It's not their job to reach us. So, you know, um, you know, Becky's daughter is an amazing softball player. My son was a gymnast, you know, ballet. I have many friends whose daughters. We know those types of activities can both be fun and build a lot of other skills. And I'm just kind of curious from having done this for several years, what do you see as those skills beyond the beautiful art of ballet that some of the students leave with that parents might want to think about? Yeah, that's why I want my kid to be involved in ballet. It's not just fun, but what are some other skills you see students gain? Oh man, uh, coordination, <laughs> just in general. That's, we have programs for like our little babies, our three-year-olds um, overall, and it's like they can from their first class to their 10th class, because we have it, we do in 10 class sessions and how they can recall, or maybe now they can turn to the right, which they used to think was the left, but now they know it's the right. Um, and, and things like that, it's discipline that they can gain with saying, hey, I can't right now lift my arm that high, but by the 10th class, they keep doing it, keep doing it, and now they can reach that level. Um, so it's discipline and persistence that I think everyone that whether or not you want to learn it during there, it's kind of a, a an end goal that, that happens um, for it. But that and then overall confidence because they get to exercise their imagination more. And I think they grow confidence in being able to, to make those decisions when they're moving, um, to feel comfortable with their own bodies when they move. And that, that was my, my follow-up question to that is what about those kids who maybe struggle with body image or the thought of, you know, putting on any type of outfit that would be dance related that has free movement is uncomfortable for them. How do you address that? What advice might you give to parents to say, yeah, let's have fun dancing and let's not worry as much about how you look, but about how you build your self-esteem. I think is what you said so beautifully. Yeah. So for our Come Dance With Us program, 
In previous programs, we offer leotard tights, um, the, the ballet attire, and we, we bring it to our other programs that we have. For example, STEPS is one of our programs, and we provide that to the students. So there's no competition in saying that, hey, they have a prettier leotard than me, or I don't have a leotard because I can't afford it. Um, so we provide that to make sure everyone has the same dance wear. So there's that that is eliminated, that, you know, dissonance is gone. But for those in Come Dance With Us, we've started and we really sat down and thought about, well, maybe there might be more sensory issues and people don't like tight fitted stuff on them. And so we've gone the t-shirt route and having our Come Dance With Us logo on it, everyone gets a t-shirt with it so they can feel more comfortable with how they're moving there. So they don't have to worry about, not liking something sticking to them because it's not fun. <laughs> that was a great, a great question, Lisa, and also Kat, really a great answer. <laughs> That's just what we would want to hear because we still see that so often, you know, cost and everything else gets in the way for some families. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a, a, a practical question. If, if I am a, a parent at home and, and I, I have a child with disabilities, um, and I want to try to introduce my child to this idea of dance, just, you know, or even get them started just so they can get some different kind of movement at home. Do you have any suggestions or resources that, that you could share with either a teacher or a parent who might want to start getting a feel for the art of this? Yeah, in terms of activities to do, you can, I always love the idea of of putting on music, and this is my teaching artist like lens on right now or cap on. Um, I like putting on music and then having them think of an instrument that they're hearing. And I'm like, how would you move if you were that instrument? Or saying if their their name. This is one thing I start off a lot of my classes with when it's like my first time with them, having them spell their name with their body. It could be very rigid at first. And that's okay because they're getting this idea of like, how are they imagining themselves? Like, how are, how are they, how do they think a K looks on them or a C? And it doesn't have to be just with arms. Some people might want to use their legs. Some people can use their head. Um, It'll be different for everyone. So those are some things that it's not exclusive to just, okay, we're going to raise our shoulders and drop our shoulders or plie and bend our legs because sometimes maybe not everyone can. So giving those imaginative techniques that they can take and run with it the way that they want to really opens the doors for that. Uh, And, you know, Kat, I I wish our listeners could see you because the great, uh, you know, uh, teaching artists could not do the poses as she was talking about them. So, you know, again, I love that, that, that your voice is very expressive with your body. And I think that's really important. And I think one of the things that's sometimes hard or that parents struggle with when their kid has tantrums or struggles with going out in public or won't put on the leotard. It's like, do I, you know, go to four classes and fight the leotard or even the t-shirt with the tag in the back? What would you suggest to that person who says, yeah, I want to do that, but I need some steps before that. 
to get my kid in front of an audience, because I do think dancing by yourself is a lot of fun, but I think you build that real level of self-esteem when you can dance in front of others. What are some other things that you might recommend that people consider maybe as a step towards coming to be in a ballet? Maybe I have a kid who's got the talent, but just won't even come in the door. Uh, What are some things you've seen people do to kind of build that, that level? I could say that, you know, YouTube is a great friend. Um, to everyone. Um, and there's so many like just different dance videos. You can start if they want to do more of the hip hop route, they can search up different hip hop videos at first and do it with them. I think it's important to be, and I guess it depends on the kid and the, and the, the, the parent and child relationship. Cause some kids are probably like, no mom, go away. Or no, I don't, I want to do this by myself or maybe with the best friend they'll do it. Cause I know growing up, I always like ran to, what was it like on demand on bright house with my best friend. And that's how I started dancing was on demand because they would have classes that way or on YouTube. Um, so I think finding maybe those and, and just offering it at first, um, and then if, if they recognize that it's something that they're interested in, they can maybe take a trial class from there. I know at Orlando Ballet, our first Come Dance With Us class is a workshop that's free um, because, you know, you need to be able to try it out to make sure that, hey, you're not going to waste your time to, to commit to this full 10 weeks if you don't like it. And so that first trial class that we have is, is for an opportunity for you to say, no, this isn't for me, which is okay. Yeah, I love it. And I think a new, a new uh, one to look at families, if you haven't seen dancing with myself, I mean, those people dance in a box, but they're doing it in front of an audience. And I think it's interesting that performance. And I love your idea of YouTube, even, you know, uh, you give great ideas, Kat. And I love that, you know, I was thinking, you know, grandma and grandpa, two aunts and uncles, whatever. Um, And again, I love the fact, is there also free classes in the Orlando Ballet for a trial? Or do you only do that with Come Dance With Us? With Come Dance With Us, since I uh, have my community enrichment lens on, I know we have our free trial for Come Dance With Us. Um, There there are discounts for other programs that we have at Orlando Ballet. We have Fitness Through Dance, which is for adults um, at various ranges. So that's like beginner levels. We have like, we offer West African um, to musical theater, to ballet, that they do have um, opportunities for there. Um, Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. And I just was thinking, you know, not everybody can find a dance studio. So it's great to have those options. So thanks. And and I think that, um, so Kat, my, my closing, my closing question isn't going to be a question per se. It's going to be more of a a suggestion to our audience from some of the things that I heard you say, as Lisa just mentioned, you know, not everyone is living in a place where you have a ballet theater down the road. However, you know, I think that there's always opportunities to reach out to like-minded people in your community and see if someone has a has a has a, a church community room that you could start something in or has you know even just families who want to get together and start something you gave great suggestions about finding something online and getting started that way. So I I I love your passion for dance and I really you know I encourage families to think about being the catalyst if something doesn't exist. We're we're lucky here in Orlando 
but it's not necessarily representative of the rest of the world. So um, you've given us some great uh, food for thought. The other thing, um, Lisa, I just want to remind our audience, if I were a classroom teacher right now and I had any interest in this, I would go and take a class. I would go and volunteer in, in a class that's inclusive just so I could get a feel from this. Because from my experience, bringing this kind of art to the classroom is a great way to start the school year. And so if I have a resource like CAT, I'm going to go find them now while I have a last little glimpse of summer, take a class, talk to someone and, and get those things started. Thank you, Kat. You've been tremendously interesting and inspiring today. Yeah. And my last question for you is, Kat, you mentioned a school program. How do we tap into that if I wanted to do that? Is that already set? And how oh. might we go about that? Oh, so you could check us out at um, orlandoballet.org under our enrichment section. We have, we, most of our programs are offsite. We go into, we work with OCPS, Orange County Public Schools. We work with Boys and Girls Clubs. We have dance classes at community centers. Um, we work with the city of Orlando. Um, so if you want to go under enrichmentorlandoballet.org, we have different programs where we come into your school, we come into your site and offer dance. <laughs> is there a cost for that? Or is that something that I could just say, hey, I'm an adaptive PE teacher and I have after school learning time for an hour I would like to do? What would that look like logistically, just so that the listeners know? So we have for our Title I schools are those um, that have high levels of free and reduced lunch. I think 40% is the um, level for Title I. This, these programs are free. As long as you get on our list before we fill up, uh, this we will bring that program to your school. Um, otherwise, we do offer, um, afterwards, we can offer packages for those who maybe don't meet that financial need, but our focus with our community enrichment program are for those with, with need. I love it. I love it. Well, listeners, I would be taking advantage of that if you're local. And if you're not, I'd be tapping into that curriculum and looking. There's some great YouTube videos I saw of the program um, and watching and saying, how could that happen in my community? So Kat, we thank you so much for joining us and for your passion and work in this area. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. And if you have any questions, you can send us a tweet at Access Practical or post a question on our Facebook page. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone.